Welcome to Psychs in the City, the modern day mental health podcast brought to you by Dr. Ditzel Psychiatry. Each week, New York's top psychiatrist, Dr. Jeff Ditzel, is going to bring you an interesting mental health topic to continue the conversation and help end the stigma surrounding mental health. No topic is off limits when it comes to Dr. D Psychiatry. And with that, here's your host, Dr. Jeff Ditzel. Welcome to Sykes and the City, the mental health podcast hosted by me, Taylor James, and of course, the incredible Dr. Jeff. Welcome to the show as always. Good to see you, as always. <laughs> always a pleasure, never a chore. So I thought it'd be a really good episode to cover, especially with the conversations that we've had recently surrounding mental health. And, you know, it's, it's quite... A, a bit in the news at the minute and I wanted to do an episode about this whole Britney Spears movement which is going on at the minute I mean I recently watched the documentary and we'd had a chat about it and what one of the things that I was quite surprised at and to be honest I didn't really think about until watching the documentary and even like now with my own mental health journey and you know, the line of work that we do with just how bad that stigma of mental health and it was almost turned into a joke. Like how, you know, from your point of view, being in like a medically professional role within mental health, like what was your take on it? So you mean the, the initial volley of things that happened and people's response several years yeah, ago i think it was just the response i think because we all i like i'm, I'm going to say like i was probably guilty of it as well like i'm kind of like pointing at a finger and kind of like oh you know she shaved her head she's you know she's you know lashed out on a car but i don't think at that time that i can think of anyway that anyone was actually asking was she okay Yeah, clearly not. I mean, it was sad. I think it was, you know, sensationalized and exploited and, you know, had a very national inquirer type of yeah. good and even the response and didn't seem to me that um, people really paid much attention to what was going on other than it was, you know, the topic for yeah. late night shows and, you know, the butt of many jokes and things like that. Yeah. And then the trajectory of her career, you know, Britney Spears' career has been, you know, fraught with this tumultuous and turbulent personal life. And you'd hear these sensationalized stories throughout. Um, But I think where it stands in contrast is people are kind of revisiting the whole thing in the documentary is, Um, how different it is nowadays um, as far as uh, the stigma back then of seeking out mental health treatment and how it is now, which I think it's clearly changed for the better. Definitely. And I think you can kind of, you can see that even with now people's reaction to, you know, the documentary, but even to this whole movement, I mean, I remember being a kid, like her albums were like some of the first that I ever bought. Like I 
grew up listening to her music. So now, you know, to watch her go through, the, you know, what she did and that kind of, I don't want to say rebellious, but, you know, there was, I think she just wanted to be left alone. I think she just wanted to be like a normal girl, you know, because she was like thrown into the spotlight. And I think you kind of see it with, you know, especially recently with like Justin Bieber, I think, you know, he was thrust into the spotlight, you know, he had his issues. And then I think even like Miley Cyrus to a degree, but it just becomes that kind of like tabloid gossip, doesn't it? Like no one's really questioning, like, you know, are these okay? Like, are we giving them the right support? Rather than pointing the finger. One of the things that really winds me up, and especially when it comes to any kind of mental health challenge, like I'm getting quite serious now, this is how passionate I feel about this. <laughs> but you know, when, if someone's acting a little bit out of character or, you know, they get this word thrown at them, like psycho or mad, and it's like, you know, you, you can't be throwing words at people like that because they have such an impact that you probably don't even realise that it's happening. So if you're, I can only imagine what it's like to, you know, turn on my phone or, you know, look on the news or even like on newspapers to see like my face like plastered everywhere with the words like mad and psycho, like even seeing that, that's going to have like a detrimental effect on your mental health. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, I think it's, those were actually very, very wise words. And, you know, I think we could all be Thank a little you. bit, of, you know, how we quickly react and, and characterize things and, you know, what we say about other people um, in these cases you know, and, and others like them, you know, even uh, the one that kind of popped into my head as we were talking was uh, the whole Charlie Sheen yeah. parade that went on for quite some time. And it just seemed like you could see that ending in, you know, some horrible yeah. blow up. Um, but, you know, it's, it's difficult for everyday people to, um, I guess, ask these questions of their friends and their loved ones, let alone uh, celebrities, you know, the call yeah. of celebrities, uh, isolative and distancing. And, um, you know, for some of these people, uh, there's really no bottom or such a, a large, largesse, you know, they're, they're, they have such wealth or uh, fame that yeah. oftentimes people aren't willing to, around them aren't willing to step in and uh, have the difficult conversation so maybe yeah. the thing to think about is you know as as a group as human beings do we want to maybe rethink how quickly we react to things and how quickly we characterize people in a negative light and maybe be a little bit more aware as, yeah. as I think we are now that people can have mental health issues and um, you know we really need to check in and see if we can offer some help or assistance or even some empathy. I think it's really key. I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with it um, over your side of the pond, but we have a TV show over here called Love Island, which is like a load of like single people with like, you know, they've got six packs, they've got like these incredible bodies. And it was hosted by this 
incredible woman called Caroline Flack. And in the press, um, every newspaper, like everywhere, like were so scrutinizing her and you know the way she looked the way she lived her life you know even down to like who she was dating she was part of that show oh. she unfortunately completed suicide and you know it was up until that point and then afterwards everyone was like you know this whole hashtag hashtag be you know be kind movement and you know it's all these people that like two weeks ago were writing quite you know negative things towards this person mm. and you know p- putting them under the microscope you know using it as gossip and then all of a sudden this kind of you know this event has now happened now everyone is so i think as much as we have moved forward in the way you know the way even like we have these kind of conversations like on a daily basis you know they are so much more out there now and I think the stigma is slowly coming down but it's still rearing its ugly head every now and again and I think it quite so I don't know if it sounds a little bit dramatic but it it upset me a little bit watching the documentary because Mm -hmm. it was very much like I I felt like I was part of that you know, I didn't quite take it seriously. You know, I was like, oh, have you seen what, you know, Britney Spears has done now? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? And I think, you know, it wasn't until, you know, that kind of people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones kind of saying, because now, you know, even going through my own mental health challenges, like never in a million years would I feel comfortable, you know, attacking someone for the way they behaved because I know that the effect that it can have. So I don't know. Yeah, it makes me feel a little bit sad, if you like. But I think we're definitely moving in the right direction. I think a lot more people are now taking responsibility for their actions and their words, especially in this whole social media kind of generation that we're living in. You know, I, I think taking responsibility is, you know, the way at healing in this case, I, I'm sure a lot of people are saying something similar to you, like, yeah, I saw it go by the screen, you know, or uh, whatever in the media, and they didn't pay much attention to it other than to shrug it off and say, oh, she's whatever, she's looking for attention or some form of media attention or whatever and probably in retrospect or like there were some real issues there it reminds me a lot of um you know the process of trying to improve performance individual performance where you know you can kind of set up a system where you reflect and yeah. maybe create a countermeasure so maybe the countermeasure is you know, when these things happen that instead of jumping on the bandwagon of, you know, making fun of people that we simply ask, well, what's going on here and how can I help or reach out? Um, You know, it reminds me a bit about how it was in New York City with the death of Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade. They were in, if you recall, rapid succession. And around town is you would when people used to wander about town and 
yeah. you know, pandemic. Um, and in the restaurants, you'd overhear conversation and generally it would be to the tune of, uh, they'd mention either one of those celebrities and, you know, basically ask the question to their friends, how could they have done that? You know, they yeah. both were so successful and, you know, they had children and, um, you know, life was good. Uh, how could they possibly take their own lives? And, you know, I think the conversation that came uh, after that was a discussion amongst people generally about mental illness and depression, in this case, suicide. Yeah. And I thought it was, at least in those instance, instances, was proportionate and thoughtful. You know, there was um, a huge outpouring of uh, condolence and things like that. And um, at least in New York City at that time, you know, I thought that was yeah. one of those episodes of, I guess, successive tragedies that being that they happened so closely to one another, um, really struck people. And yeah. there was this moment of almost catching our breath and rethinking the conversation. So maybe one way to sort of find some meaning in uh, the death of the person you mentioned, who I'm not aware of, but <laughs> nonetheless, yeah. um, you know, sort of looking past the sparkle of celebrity and things like that. And uh, in the case of a celebrity and asking some of these questions, but also taking the opportunity to ask the very same questions of those around us. Like, are you okay? I've noticed yeah. so that and just have the, you know, maybe momentarily awkward conversation, but you know, what's the worst that can happen there is, yeah care enough to ask them how they're doing but i think once you're past that awkwardness you not only give them the confidence that they can open up to you and it's okay to open up but it also you know gives that person the confidence to ask you if you're doing okay so it's kind of like a a bit of a two-way street as much as you may have noticed this person's you know behavior change the impact it then can have, like if they went and they noticed like someone of, in their family or their friends who isn't quite, you know, or acting, you know, not the mute, their usual selves, it gives them the confidence to be like, well, okay, well, if they're asking me if I'm okay, you know, well, well I've noticed like my friend isn't acting okay. I'm going to mm -hmm. drop them a message or I'm going to give them a call. So it's kind of like, and I think I've, especially speaking from personal experience, especially in my friendship group, by having these open conversations that has a bit of a domino effect and then we all then end up having this kind of conversation about like you know what's annoyed us what's upset us you know how we're feeling you know yeah. we're nervous about this i mean we're in a very awkward time at the minute you know we've just been in we're in lockdown but now you know it was announced that you know we're on this roadmap of we're coming out of it so now as much as everyone's excited like I've had two messages today saying like, I'm actually really nervous because like I've done so much work on myself and, you know, built so much confidence that we're going back out into a world that no one knows what it's going to look like, you know, in the next few months, it's, you know, norm normality as we knew it has completely gone. So I think it is going to be building a lot of kind of anxieties and it's going to be, probably fair to say probably triggering 
a lot of other people's like social anxiety and you know all those kind of things like going back into the office the morning commute all those stuff that's going to slowly but surely start to come back but this is why we need to continue having these conversations because the impact that it has and just to know that if you are worried or you are anxious they're normal feelings and doesn't matter what walk of life you're in you know we spoke about like you know bring it back around to you know Britney Spears like you know quite clearly now like she was struggling you know if we had kind of been more compassionate you know we it might be a very very different outcome like all of these other celebrities like you mentioned and like you know there's the there's a group of very famous very successful people that always had a smile on their face you know you see it with like Robin Williams you know always had one of the you know the best comedians in my eyes like to ever exist but you know if we were breaking these kind of things down and breaking down the barriers you know you don't know the impact it could have you could save someone's life just by you know showing that bit of compassion empathy and asking if they're okay it's true you know i it's completely true and in that in that way you know with i guess these high profile either deaths or mishaps or just kind of finding out yeah. or thinking to ask if there's some illness, you know, uh, that might be there. Um, just even having the conversations that we do, I think makes it a little more accessible to ask people how they're doing or to be okay with um, any way of accessing either mental health care or some form of service you know even able to normalize a conversation like we are you know that's i mean it's one of the best things i think about doing this with you is we take a a field and a discipline um and normalize the conversation and kind of reframe the conversation to several i think interesting things and that most people find interesting and that you know, in that wide reach of interest also opens up mental health care. It's like another doorway in that isn't maybe so um, intimidating, you know, when you think going to see a psychiatrist or a mental health professional, if there's this ongoing, you know, good natured conversation about topics related to it, I think it offers another avenue um, into these serious discussions, um, that ultimately benefit potentially a lot of people and to your point could save somebody's life just because you're a little more accustomed or comfortable having a conversation. Yeah. I think it's the perfect way to kind of wrap up the episode. And I think you'll agree with me here, Jeff, that, you know, if anyone out there is, struggling and having a hard time with the restrictions or even the you know the thought of the restrictions being lifted you're not on your own like I'm feeling that we were having to catch up before you know mm-hmm. we started recording and you were saying how people in New York were getting a little bit you know I don't want to use the word scared but a little bit cautious and a little bit wary of you know going back out there again but you're not on your own and if you are feeling that or having you know, any kind of doubts, 
reach out and talk about it. You know, our DMs are always open, whether it's your friend, family, you know, even a professional, you know, these feelings and emotions that you're feeling are completely normal. You don't beat yourself up for feeling happy, you know, so don't be beating yourself up if you're feeling anxious or just a little bit down, you know, you're only human at the end of the day. It's a good sentiment, you know, reach out. Um, the practice, you know, since we've been doing this, um, I would say um, volume of contact with uh, other good human beings out there in the world, just, you know, struggling with the usual normal things, relationships, isolation, yeah. um, even fear of, of losing some of the beneficial things that have happened as a reaction to the pandemic, right? And being sensitive to the tragedy of it. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, for people who are a little more uh, isolated by nature, um, they actually have flourished in this time when they've been sort of released from the normal social requirements or work requirements. Um, if you have a tendency towards um, enjoying your own company or, or being a little bit more um, comfortable without all the social interaction, um, yeah. you know, I'm sharing with you by far, people who are introverted um, in, a, in a pandemic um, have shared, you know, more sheepishly that, um, you know, how things have shifted has actually been very helpful to them. You know, they feel a lot more comfortable not having to do all of these things that are required either by their friends or loved ones or, um, you know, the job and the workplace. So in those things, it's okay to feel, I guess, both ways is what I would say. You can be excited yeah. about things opening up, but on one hand and at the same time, be anxious about what that means or what that's going to look like, or, you know, feel okay to acknowledge that some aspects of how things have shifted in our reaction to it have been useful or, or you know, enjoyable, you know, for, for instance, spending more time with family or, um, you know, coming together as, as couples have or spending more time with um, kids and less time at work. Yeah. Uh, there's been some positive things and there's been some not so positive things and you can have mixed feelings about the whole unrolling of the world opening up at whatever pace it finally does and it's okay to have those mixed feelings about it. the majority of people do honestly to be fair thank you for listening to sykes in the city the podcast is all about ending the stigma surrounding mental health don't forget to hit that subscribe button share with your friends and follow us on social for more exclusive content